0: Welcome to the Jewelry Resellers Podcast, your go-to source for all things shiny, sparkly, and of course, profitable. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'll be your guide on this dazzling journey through the world of reselling jewelry. We'll be diving deep into the art and science of reselling, uncovering valuable tips, insider secrets, and sharing stories from successful jewelry resellers. We'll explore market trends, industry news, and even discuss... How to find those hidden gems just waiting to be discovered in thrift stores, estate sales, and beyond. So if you're dreaming of turning your hobby into a hustle, or if you're a seasoned pro looking to stay at the top of your jewelry reselling game, join me each week for insights, stories, and more on the Jewelry Resellers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode number one of the Jewelry Resellers Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of reselling jewelry. And I made a list of 10 different things for both the pros and the cons. And I think this is something to consider if you are thinking about or planning to be a jewelry reseller. So I want to welcome you to this first episode. My name is Desiree, also known as Good, Great, Fabulous, all throughout the internet. So if you'd like to connect with me there, uh, you can do so by searching Good, Great, Fabulous. All right, let's go ahead and get started with the pros. I think I want to talk about the good things first as it relates to reselling jewelry, only because I think starting out with the positive really gives you a good idea of what's involved and whether or not this could be the business side hustle gig for you. So number one as it relates to the pros of reselling jewelry is the profit margins. Now when you get into reselling jewelry you will see that there are a lot of opportunities to buy jewelry in bulk. You can either buy jewelry by the pound or sometimes you can buy what are called lots of jewelry and that can really give you a good cost per item or price per piece so to say you know it's it's better than buying the jewelry individually so if you can figure out how you can buy lots of jewelry or bulk buys doing even wholesale deals as it relates to purchasing your inventory, uh, you can really make some good money. I know jewelry sellers who are able to get pieces in bulk lots for less than a dollar a piece. Now, of course, you know, it does take some time and some relationship building to find good jewelry, you know, jewelry that is resellable, I like to say. But once you do that, you know, you really can make some good money. So the profit margins are definitely a pro of reselling jewelry. All right, number two, let's talk about the diverse market. Jewelry really appeals to a lot of people, men, women, even children. And so if you wanted to focus on a specific niche or a specific target audience or customer, you really can do that. I know people who sell only silver jewelry. There are people who specialize in specific vintage jewelry. And there are also sellers who kind of sell whatever they can find, which is probably where I (laughs) consider myself. But the thing is, is if you wanted to focus on a specific target buyer, you definitely could do that with jewelry. You know, you just have to have a plan and you just have to have a system to find the pieces that you would like to sell. So the diversity definitely is a pro when it comes to reselling jewelry. Now let's move on to pro number three, which is the creativity. You know, a jewelry business really gives you a lot of creative options. Again, this goes back to the diversity, but it also allows you to really figure out what works with your personality, what works with your style and your preferences. Also, If you have a certain knowledge, or maybe you have experience with a specific type of jewelry, you can definitely use that to your advantage in a jewelry reselling business. Now, there's also sellers who are very crafty, and who upcycle or maybe repurpose jewelry. And that's a whole nother option for you as it relates to selling jewelry. So don't feel limited by what you can do or what maybe you don't think is possible because when it comes to selling jewelry, there's so many creative people out there and even things that may not exist yet that you, you know can tap into and create for yourself. All right, number four is the flexibility of reselling jewelry now I have been a jewelry reseller I consider it full-time for the past two years but I have been selling jewelry part-time for almost five years so you really can either scale up or scale down as it relates to this business you know depending on your space and your time and you know what exactly you want to do as it relates to your lifestyle You know, the flexibility is really nice, too, because you pretty much can set your own hours. You can work wherever you want, when you want. You know, you can choose to sell in person, online, in a shop or a boutique, maybe in an antique mall, you know, whatever. There's just so many options and flexible, you know, flexible ways to do this business. So I think the flexibility is definitely an important pro as it relates to reselling jewelry. All right, let's talk about number five, the learning opportunities. Now, this is something that I think is fun. And if you plan to do this long term, you definitely need to figure out a way to continue learning and continue growing as it relates to your experience and your knowledge when it comes to jewelry. Now, there's a lot of courses out there there's certifications you can get you can also read books there are tons and tons of books you can take classes you can watch videos on youtube like there's so many ways for you to learn about jewelry now if you are just getting started a question i get asked quite a bit is how do i how do i know what i need to know (laughs) you know how do i learn when it comes to jewelry And I always tell people to start with what you know or what you're already interested in. So if you already know a little bit about gold, you could start there. If you have a collection of, say, maybe vintage jewelry, or maybe you have a collection of brooches that you are knowledgeable about, or at least you have a little bit of interest and maybe a little bit of, you know, experience with, you can definitely start there because there are jewelry sellers who also niche down into one specific type of jewelry. There's jewelry sellers who only sell brooches, who only sell earrings, who only sell fine jewelry, you know, like the gold and the diamonds. So again, it's really what you want to do and what you feel comfortable doing and don't forget that eventually things will change and as you grow and as your business expands you can move into different directions as well okay let's talk about pro number six and that is the sustainability of a jewelry reselling business now this is definitely a hot topic and a hot trend because so many people are becoming more aware of the environmental impact of you know, their purchases, their lifestyle, their choices. And vintage and secondhand or pre-owned jewelry definitely aligns with the sustainability trend that is very popular right now. Like I said, so many consumers are becoming environmentally conscious, and so they want to you know, do something that they feel good about as a consumer or a buyer. So that is definitely a good selling point to mention is that if you are selling pre-loved or vintage or antique jewelry, you can always include the sustainability aspect when you are communicating what you have for sale. All right, number seven. I think this probably is my favorite, which is the passion and the enjoyment of just reselling jewelry. I mean, it is fun, it's beautiful, and it's a very attractive reselling niche because I think when it comes to jewelry, it's such a expressive item, right? You know, you can look at someone's jewelry and tell a lot about their personality You can also, you know, figure out what kind of things that they're interested in, depending on the type of jewelry, because you can, you know, look at a piece and say, wow, that's really interesting. Or I can tell that this is something that's very personal to you. Now, the other thing about the passion and enjoyment of reselling jewelry is that it really allows you to turn your own interests into a full on business. And the thing about jewelry, too, which a lot of people don't talk about, is that it really is expanding your own personal collection. I will be the first to admit that, yes, I do wear some of the pieces that I do currently have for sale. I mean, if it's just going to sit in a box or a bin while it's listed, you know, why shouldn't I enjoy it, too? Now, of course, you know, you have to be careful that you don't break it or damage it or lose it, but uh, that's one of the the other pros of this business is that you instantly expand your own collection all right my last pro for this is the networking and connection and community building opportunities because you will connect with your buyers but there's also a whole nother side of relationship building to this business you will start to connect with vendors sellers suppliers even, you know, depending on which way you you decide to source your inventory, you may connect with people who work at auction houses or, you know, estate sale companies. Maybe even people at your thrift store, which is something that I do. I have built relationships with several of the thrift stores in my area. And so they know when I come in, they know exactly what I'm looking for. And so you're going to meet some amazing people, even on your learning journey. You will meet other people who have the same interest and passion for jewelry as you do, and you will learn from each other. You will share ideas and there's just so many beautiful connections that are made while you are doing your reselling business. All right, so those are the things that I wrote down as it relates to the pros of reselling jewelry. Now let's get into some of the cons. And these are things, again, you want to think about if you are considering starting a jewelry reselling business, okay? So let's talk about probably the big one here, which is your initial investment. Now, this doesn't always have to be a con because some of us are very lucky to inherit jewelry, either from our mothers, grandmothers, family members, whatever, some of us even have our own personal jewelry collections that maybe we are ready to part with maybe we're ready to to sell those pieces just because you know we're moving into a stage or a phase of our lives where we don't necessarily need a huge jewelry co- you know collection But for most of us, we're going to start this basically from scratch, meaning, you know, we don't have a huge jewelry inventory to sell or to turn over or to, you know, start a business with. So depending on where you're at financially, you may spend some money up front buying your first batches of inventory. And it doesn't have to be anything huge. Remember, you can start this business part-time. You can also start with just a few pieces. You know, you can list 10 items and see how it goes and see how you like it. So the initial investment, even though I put it under a con, it doesn't necessarily have to be. All right, let's talk about number two, which is the market saturation. And this is another thing that I get a lot of people asking about. You know, people are concerned that there are so many jewelry sellers out there and there are, you know, there's just not enough buyers when you look at the number of sellers, at least today. Now, again, this is something that may not be a con for some people if you already have an established audience or, you know, buyer, buyer pool that you can sell to. But the jewelry market can be very competitive and there are a lot of sellers. But again, this goes back to you being creative or maybe having your own um, ideas of how you sell your jewelry. You can always do something different than what everybody else is doing. I know for me personally, I kind of found my sweet spot in the live selling and we will talk about that on a future episode. But that seems to be the thing for me that allows me to stand out when i'm selling my jewelry pieces because a lot of jewelry sellers don't want to do live videos (laughs) and talk live while they're selling their jewelry they just want to do their listings and and let you know let the buyers find it however they do so again yes this can be a highly competitive niche as it relates to reselling But you can always be creative and find ways that you can stand out. All right, number three, we have the changing trends as it relates to jewelry and fashion, of course. So, you know, staying up to date with fashion trends and, you know, what people are buying, what people are looking for. Sometimes that could be a bit of a challenge, especially if you don't follow fashion trends or jewelry trends. So this is something that you will learn as you go. You know and you'll be able to figure out your own trends as it relates to your store or you know what's selling for you you'll notice that okay more necklaces sold this month there may be more people are asking about rings or or whatever so this is something that i think you will learn as you go although some people could be a little bit intimidated because i've heard people say oh i'm not a fashionista i don't know a lot about you know what people are are looking for or how to style Um, jewelry pieces, you know, with certain outfits or whatever. But again, I don't think this is something that you should let stop you from selling jewelry if you are really interested in doing it. You know, like I said, this is something that you will learn as you go and you will get better, you know, better at figuring out trends the longer you do it. Okay, next up we have number four as it relates to the cons of reselling jewelry and that is authentication. Now, this is something that is very intimidating, especially if you are planning on selling higher end luxury pieces. Okay, now, when it comes to certain vintage and antique pieces, there may not necessarily be an authentication process in place depending on where you plan to sell this jewelry. Now you may have your own certificates of authentication that maybe you have that came when you purchased or whoever the previous owner purchased the jewelry. Sometimes um, you will have to do your own research or you may have to outsource the authentication process again depending on what the piece is. Now if you are selling on places like eBay or Poshmark They have their own authentication processes in place, so you don't necessarily have to do anything additional other than if someone buys your high-end piece on eBay, your piece will not be sent directly to the buyer. It will be sent to eBay's authentication place, house, whatever, and then eBay will authenticate the piece And if it passes all of their checks, that piece will then be forwarded on to the customer. And if your piece does not pass authentication, it will be returned to you with a note or, you know, a printout, whatever, (laughs) explaining uh, why your piece did not pass authentication. Now, I have only really seen that for the uh, luxury jewelry category, you know, diamonds, gold, that type of thing. But uh, some of the antique pieces, some buyers do want to know that they are buying authentic pieces, that it is what you say it is. So, again, this is just going to probably be a piece by piece basis. I don't think that this is going to be something that you have to deal with with every jewelry piece that you sell, but it is something to keep in mind. And again, uh, you will have to do some research and you'll have to educate yourself and you'll have to get information depending on where you're selling your jewelry and how you're selling your jewelry. Okay. Because you know, if you're selling a high end piece in an antique mall, let's say, well, you know, the antique mall probably isn't going to require you to authenticate those pieces. However, your buyers will feel more secure and more confident buying from you if you can authenticate it in some way. But again, that's going to be on a piece by piece basis. Okay, let's talk about con number five, and that is the economic challenges of selling jewelry. Now, for the most part, jewelry is not a necessity and it's not a replenishable item. So depending on what the economy is going through, sometimes it could be a challenge selling jewelry because, you know, like I said, it's not something that people need as it relates to their livelihood. But this is where you will have to, I guess, figure out what will work and what won't work for you and how to cultivate a buying Community, I guess would be the best way to say it, and figure out how you can serve them regardless of what's happening economically. Now, again, this is something that you will have to um, be sensitive to and be accommodating to. And uh, I think every jewelry reseller I know has had to deal with this, you know, especially in recent years, you know, things have not been easy for a lot of people financially. And also, you know, jewelry does have seasons throughout the year where, you know, people are are more in the market and looking to buy jewelry to give as gifts, you know, and stuff like that. So again, you're just going to have to time this and really figure out, you know, what you can do during those slow times or what you can offer that could be, you know, more economically attractive to your potential buyer. Alright, con number six. Now I think this actually could be a pro and a con, uh, but this is storage and also security. Okay, now the, the nice thing about jewelry is that it is small and you could store hundreds, even thousands of jewelry pieces, you know, in a small space. And that is what I have done for several years. But now the con, especially if you have high end jewelry pieces, is you do have to take on the risk of protecting those pieces from theft, damage, or, you know, being lost. And this could be something that, um, you know, that could be a whole thing to deal with in and of itself because if you have a lot of high-end pieces you know you definitely don't want them to get stolen or to you know get damaged if if you're storing them in your home so again you have to think about this as it relates to your jewelry reselling business Uh, for me i don't have a lot of high-end luxury pieces in my inventory so i store all of my jewelry in plastic bins in a spare bedroom in my home and that has worked for me quite nicely and continues to work for me but again you'll have to figure out what will work for you and in a future episode we will talk about storing and organizing your jewelry inventory so you can get some ideas and you can make some plans if you are considering doing this as a business because that is something that you will have to definitely pay attention to all right, let's move on to con number seven, and this is the time investment. Now, it does take time to source, clean, photograph, and list your jewelry. Then, when your piece sells, it will take time for you to pack and ship your jewelry. Now, this isn't something that, that should you know, turn you off, so to speak, because this can be done for a one-person operation. Uh, Like I said, I've been doing this for several years and I have been running this completely by myself with no outside help. Now, maybe one day I will, you know, expand this to maybe hire another person. But for now, it's pretty manageable for me to do by myself. And because it's jewelry, you know, you're not doing a lot of heavy lifting and you're not, you know, doing a lot of, um, you know physical labor as it relates to processing your jewelry but now you do have to do have some you know you have to have some mobility because you will have to you know put put the items in the bin you will have to photograph it and all those things so you do have to have a reasonable amount of mobility but again, if you do have, you know, some challenges with your mobility, it's not like you can't do this because I actually know a woman who is wheelchair-bound who has a jewelry reselling business and she does quite well. So again, you know, think about the time and, you know, what is involved as it relates to sourcing, cleaning, <laughs> photographing and listing your jewelry you know and figure out exactly what will and won't work for you all right uh let's go on to con number eight and this is customer service now a lot of us get into reselling because we don't necessarily want to deal with customers face to face and so when you are having customer service challenges issues it could be something that uh, could give you a little bit of anxiety but the nice thing is that for the most part, if you are selling jewelry online, you don't have to deal with anyone face to face. Most of the communication will be done via email or direct message depending on the platform. But now you do have to take into consideration that in every business, there will be difficult customers or challenging buyers that you know are just plain difficult to deal with. But luckily, you don't get many of those. I'm not going to say you don't get any, but you don't get that on, you know, on a, on a daily basis. You really don't. And if you're really good about communicating, you know, what you're selling, the condition of the item, if there's any flaws, damages, missing parts, and so forth, um, you can really kind of lower the rate of difficult customers that you have to deal with. And again, we'll talk about that in a future episode. About how to really be, I guess, proactive when it comes to setting those customer expectations. Because I don't think any of us want our buyers to be disappointed or to be angry or to feel like they got, you know, scammed or anything like that. Okay. But it is something to think about if you are considering a jewelry reselling business. All right. Now we talked about this in the pros, I think it was, or maybe not. But again, we're going to talk about uh, as a con, market trends and fads. You know, jewelry trends come and go just as quickly as fashion trends do. And sometimes if you're trying to keep up with them, that can be overwhelming and it can even be stressful for some of us. But remember, you don't have to do that. If you know your target audience and you know what your buyers are looking for, you can pretty much disregard trends for the most part because... You know i have a buyer and she just likes you know pretty rhinestone jewelry <laughs> she doesn't care you know if it's something new or something trendy uh, she just likes pretty rhinestone jewelry so in that regard i don't have to worry about what's trendy but some people that could be their niche you know figuring out what you know what the celebrities are wearing or what the you know uh, performers are wearing or what is selling right now and those types of things. But again, that doesn't have to be the main focus of your business. Okay. But it is something, again, you want to think about. All right. And finally, the last con, and I think this is a big one when it comes to reselling jewelry, and this is emotional attachment. Yes. Believe it or not, many of us get attached to our jewelry pieces into our jewelry inventory. I've been guilty of this. You know, I find something and I really love it. And I think, Oh my gosh, this is going to be my big seller. And then somebody makes me an offer and it's not anywhere near what I had expected (laughs) the piece to sell for, but I'm attached, you know, and I don't want to sell it or I don't want to let it go. Or maybe I'm struggling because I want to keep the piece for myself. So this is something I think every jewelry reseller goes through, is the attachment to our inventory. But we have to remember that when it comes to the bottom line, or when we get to, you know, the whole purpose of doing this, it really is to make money, right? It really is to, you know, have a profitable, sustainable business. But you know, we're all human beings. And of course, sometimes emotions are going to come into the equation. Now, the other thing about being emotionally attached to jewelry is for those of us who have inherited jewelry collections, you know, from family members or whatever, you know, and sometimes we're like, oh, this was my grandma's piece. And, you know, I don't want to let it go because it reminds me of her. Or, you know, my mom gave me this when I was six years old and there's so many memories attached to this this piece of jewelry you know and so those are things where I would say you know maybe you just don't sell those pieces now you know maybe you hold on to it maybe you keep it in the family as an heirloom and pass it down you know to uh, someone else in your family but again these are decisions that will come up as you are moving through your jewelry reselling business. And again, something to think about. All right, so those are my pros and cons as it relates to reselling jewelry, at least as a business. You know, you can also do this casually, right? You don't have to turn it into a full-fledged business. You know, sometimes you just wanna declutter a few pieces or maybe you just want to clear out some space in your jewelry your jewelry box so you can buy more jewelry but whatever whatever aspect or however you decide to do this uh, you know there's pros and cons that you need to take into consideration so let me know your thoughts did I miss anything were there more pros that maybe you could think of or were there more cons that I didn't mention that you think could be something that we need to remember, focus on, or consider? I would love to know. So I hope this episode was helpful and I hope it gave you some things to think about as you move into your jewelry reselling business. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and I will check in with you again on the next episode.